Hello and welcome to another episode of You're Not On Your Own with me, Mariah. This episode will continue on from our series with the NSPCC about safeguarding children and will be about how to keep children safe from grooming. Now, we have spoken about grooming on the podcast before um, with Hannah from the NSPCC when we done a episode about how to keep children safe online. Uh, so you may want to go ahead and have a look at that if you are, have concerns over children online. Uh, but this episode will be about the different types of grooming, um, how to uh, report it and also to prevent it and how to make children aware that their body belongs to them. And for this, we are now joined with Rachel from the NSPCC. Hi, Rachel. Welcome back. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, can we start off by talking about the different types of grooming? We have discussed um, online grooming on the podcast before, but other than online grooming, what are the different types of grooming and how uh, can you spot the signs? And also, are there children more at risk than others? Yes, lots of it taking that so I think children young people can indeed be groomed online they can also be groomed in person we know sometimes it's a combination of both so it might be a stranger who's grooming them or someone that they know such as a family member a friend or someone who's targeted them like a teacher or a faith group leader or sports coach and the relationships that they build with the young person can take lots of different forms as well so it might be that they build like a romantic type relationship or more of a mentoring relationship or sometimes the groomer places themselves as an authority figure or a dominant or persistent figure in that young person's life. So whether it's online or, per- or in person, we know there's lots of different tactics that groomers use. So, for example, they might pretend that they're younger than they actually are. They might give the young person lots of advice or show them lots of understanding. Maybe give them gifts, show them lots of attention, take them on trips, routing, holidays. And lots of that is a tactic to isolate that young person from their friends and family and make them feel more dependent on them as a groomer, giving that groomer a sense of power and control. For example, we see things like blackmail, where they make the child feel lots of guilt and shame, introducing secrets that give the groomer control, that frighten and intimidate the young person. I think it's really important to remember that whatever type of grooming it is, the child or young person might not understand that they've been groomed because there's really complicated feelings in that their relationship with that groomer. So they might, on the one hand, feel a sense of loyalty, admiration, or even love for that person who's grooming them, while at the same time also feeling fear, a sense of distress and, distress and confusion around what that relationship is. You also asked about who's more at risk, and we know that vulnerable children are more at risk and targeted by groomers. That can include children who are in care, children with disabilities, children who've previously been neglected, because we know that groomers will exploit any vulnerability as it increases the likelihood that that child or young person will become dependent on the groomer and is less likely to speak out. Then you asked about signs of grooming, so it can be really difficult to tell. It's often not obvious what's happening and it's often hidden. Particularly with older children, they might behave in a way that seems normal for teenagers, maybe masking the underlying problems. But there are things that you might see. So things like young people becoming secretive about how they're spending their time, including what they're doing online. Maybe having an older boyfriend or girlfriend. Maybe suddenly having money or new clothes or a mobile phone that they can't or won't explain where it's come from. And a change in behaviour, so maybe spending more time or less time online. Becoming upset, withdrawn or distressed. Another thing we see sometimes is children spending more time away from home or going missing for periods of time can be a sign of it as well. As well as things like underage drinking, drug taking, 
or sexualized behavior, using sexualized language, and an understanding of sex that's not appropriate for their age. So lots of information there, but yeah, some of the signs can be quite difficult to tell. It's not always obvious. Uh, with all this being said, if you do find out that a child or your child is being groomed, like what what could, can you do next and how can you go about reporting it? Yes, we know it can be really distressing if a child reports grooming to you. So the tips that we give, we advise that you listen really carefully to what your, your child's saying. Let them know that they've done the right thing by telling you about what's happening and explain to them that it's not their fault. Except, explain that you'll take them seriously, but don't confront the alleged abuser. And do explain what you're going to do next. And that, like you say, should include reporting. But it's important to report as soon as possible. And you can do that through CEOP. So that's C-E-O-P. And CEOP make reports online with you is really easy. So whether you're a parent, a carer, a worried adult or a worried young person, you can make a CEOP report online. And you can also speak to the local child protection services or the police to report concerns about any type of grooming, whether it's online, in person or both. Has the NSPCC got anything in place as well, like to look after children who have been groomed or at at risk of being groomed? Um, And also, are there other organisations that could also help? Yeah, so one of the services that we offer at some of our sites across the country is called In Control. That's a group work programme for children and young people aged 9 to 13 and aims to help them to keep safe and to prevent that online sexual abuse. So it's Last up to eight weeks, and it can also be done on a one-to-one basis if the child or young person needs extra support. And that supports individual young people who have existing vulnerabilities. That might be because they have a previous adverse experience, potentially of abuse, so things like physical abuse, sexual abuse, domestic or emotional abuse. Maybe they've experienced neglect in the past, or their parents have suffered ill health or substance use, or maybe there's an absence or separation from the parents. And our practitioners, when they deliver that programme, work with young people and they also support their parents and supporting their parents to help understand the work they do with their children and to give them an opportunity to discuss their concerns about what's going on online as well. And um, so like I say, that's one of the programmes that we deliver at some of our sites across the UK, but we also have our universal service of child lines. So any child who's got any fears or if they're upset or worried about anything, whether that's online grooming or something else, they can contact Childline, have a look at the website. So the website is childline.org.uk and the phone service is 0800 1111. And is there a way that grooming can be like prevented? Yeah, there's absolutely steps that we can all take to keep children and young people safe from grooming. And the first thing is that you talk to children about staying safe, teach children and young people about healthy relationships, what they can do to stay safe online and all those things can help prevent that sexual exploitation, particularly if we're able to lay those foundations from a really young age. And there's loads of tips and advice on the NSPCC website to help parents have these difficult conversations. The other thing I'd say it's really important that children and people know that there's trusted adults in their lives who they can talk to if they're ever sad or worried. Um, so that might be the parents, you might highlight other adults in their life and also child and they can speak to if they're ever concerned. Um, we also run I would speak out say safe service in primary schools. So if your child's primary school hasn't already had that service, you can ask them to book it. It's an assembly for primary schools that covers topics like bullying and abuse using age-appropriate language. And I guess another tip is to really encourage transparency about what people are doing online. So keeping devices in shared family spaces at home, like the living room, turning on parental controls, keeping yourself up to date with all the apps and games. And our website network can be really helpful for that as well. So we've co-created a website with O2 and the NFPCC. And on there, on Netaware, you can get age ratings for the app. 
information about different games and lots of advice about how to keep your children safe online. Um, in terms of educating your children about their bodies, can you explain uh, what pants is and um, how this would make children understand that their body belongs to them? Absolutely. So our taught pants resources help children understand, like you said, that body belongs to them and that they can tell from their trust if something ever happens to them that makes them worried or upset. So it's an acrostic with a rule for each letter of pants. So P, private to private. A, always remember your body belongs to you. N, no means no. T, talk about things that upset you. And S, be comfortable. Someone can help. So we give parents tips, including what best time might be to talk about these rules so it might be that they want to talk pants at bath time or in the car or when they go swimming they can talk about what's covered by your swimwear that's what's private or maybe if they're watching a tv program it's got a link to a sensitive storyline and that can be a nice in for parents to start that conversation and we also have our pants song with our friendly dinosaur pantasaurus and you can find that on youtube to sing along it's really catchy and um, it can be a great way to start that conversation about those rules and we've also recently released our pants storybook. So thanks to our amazing supporters, we managed to crowdfund £46,000 to create a pants storybook to really help you have these conversations at home as well. So you can buy that book on the online NFTC shop or it's available at some Mastan stores and at Mastan Online, as well as some selected um, Blakemore Retail Spa stores. So lots of different ways to talk pants with your children. And with pants as well, what age is best to um, have this discussion with your children? Yeah, really good question. So we know that these conversations can be difficult and some parents have told us that they don't want to scare or upset their children and they might feel that it's too soon. But Talk Pants was created specifically to make these conversations as easy and appropriate as possible. So it's aimed at children aged four to eight, but we also know that early in these conversations about staying safe happen, the better. And how can parents find more information about Pants? I know you mentioned yeah. the book as well and the video, but is there any other materials? Absolutely. So there's loads of information on our website. There's different parent guides and lots of information on there. So if you go to the NSPC website and search Talk Pants, you'll find lots of advice and resources, including how to find the book and how to look at the um, video. Lots of support to help you have those conversations that can otherwise be quite tricky. And lastly, if you have any concerns over uh, child grooming, what helplines could be contacted? Yes, we've already mentioned CEOP, C-O-P, that you contact. We've mentioned the local children's services and the police. But if any adult's ever concerned about a child and wants some help or advice, they can phone the NFPCC helpline. So that could be linked to online grooming or anything else. And our phone number is 0808-800-5000. Or you can email us at help at nfpcc.org.uk. Oh, thank you, Rachel. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this has helped you. As always, I'll leave links in the description to the websites and helplines in which Rachel mentioned. Also, the material on pants, such as where to find the book. Uh, also, the YouTube video to the song as well. And other materials on pants, like such as guides and stuff. Uh, I'll leave all this in the description for you to go ahead and have a look at. Um, again, I'd like to say thank you to the NSPCC and Rachel uh, for taking part. The next episode we will be doing will be the last in, in a series of safeguarding children that we're doing with the NSPCC. Um, it will be based on... Um, what to do if you have concerns that a child is being abused or neglected, uh, whether that's a child you know personally or not, um, but you just don't know what to do next, then hopefully that will help you. So do stay tuned for that. 
and follow the Twitter, the podcast Twitter at Not On Your Own One to find out when that will be happening. Uh, thank you so much for listening and yeah, I'll see you next time.